From Advisory Board, we're bringing you a radio advisory. My name is Rachel Woods. You can call me Ray. Today, I'm bringing you something a little bit different. I keep getting asked the same question. What is COVID-19's impact on the healthcare industry financially? But in an honest moment, that is too big of a question to answer in a single podcast. So that's why I'm dedicating not one episode, but four episodes to tackling the financial impact of the pandemic. I'll be covering the financial impact on hospitals, payers, ambulatory surgery centers, and physician groups. Today is my first conversation about the impact on hospitals. To do that, I've brought back my colleague, Christopher Kearns. Hey, Christopher. I bet you're getting tired of hearing from me. I know I am. Never tired of hearing from you. Let's jump right in. How is COVID actually financially impacting hospitals, at least in the short term? Let's start there. It's really hard to overstate how dire the situation is right now. The cash flow challenges at hospitals and health systems are very serious, and they are driven by really two factors. One is the loss of revenue that's come from the cancellation of elective procedures and the loss of cases that would be coming in that would normally be thought of as non-elective but just aren't happening right now because of social distancing measures such as influenza or trauma. All of these have contributed to a significant decline in hospital and health system revenue. By our own modeling, a typical hospital or health system gets about 51% of its inpatient revenue specifically from elective or deferrable procedures, and they have effectively canceled those for the better part of two months now. Mm -hmm. As a result, we have seen significant declines in overall revenue, which has meant that hospitals are running out of cash very, very quickly. As a result, many are actually having to result to furloughs just to be able to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. And of course, margins were quite thin prior to the pandemic, which is making this problem so much worse. Most hospitals and health systems in this country are not for profit. So their margins are relatively thin to begin with. Before the pandemic, operating margins were below 2%, about 1.8% on average. And this is going to take those into well negative territory, almost certainly. Hmm. And Christopher, I want to come back to something that we talked about, if you can remember, actually in our very first episode. You mentioned some of the modeling that we've done at Advisory Board, and I remember you telling me that you looked at a scenario of a COVID hotspot, something that looked like New York City. And what we saw at the time was that organizations could actually theoretically see a revenue bump that comes from COVID procedures. Has our thinking changed on that revenue bump today? Well, the simple truth is that most orgs are not going to experience a surge like that. And even if they did, they would be unlikely to be able to capture all of the cases that would be possible in that market. So it would be highly, highly unlikely for any organization to actually see that sort of revenue bump. It is theoretically possible. But in reality, most hospitals and health systems are seeing a moderate surge of COVID volumes. And as a result, they're not seeing the revenue offset from all of those canceled electives. Is there anything that might surprise our listeners that's affecting hospitals right now? Well, a lot of people might have looked at some of the financials before the pandemic and noticed that hospitals seem to have a lot of cash. And that's true. If you look at the Moody's medians, for example, you would see 
days cash on hand for some of the largest hospitals and health systems at well over 180 days. So you might wonder why are hospitals having such problems with cash right now? Well, for one thing, not all hospitals are that flush. Many of them have days cash on hand that are less than 30 days. Many smaller organizations fall into that category. But also, even the larger organizations have to maintain high levels of cash in order to be able to maintain their debt payments for the bonds that they have incurred. So even those that seem like they have a lot of days cash on hand don't really have all that much cash that they can spend at any given time. Hmm. So there's obviously financial implications of the COVID treatment itself, but I'm guessing there are also a lot of financial considerations when we think about the impact of the pandemic in the long term. What are the variables that you're watching for that would impact financial viability over time? One is the amount of demand that the economic recession actually destroys. So we have a lot of pent-up demand right now from all of those electives that were canceled, but no one is under the illusion that all of those electives are actually coming back. A certain number of cases are just not going to come back to the hospital or health system simply because of economic challenges. Someone's lost a job or deductible is too high and no one wants to incur that. So you'll see a certain percentage of the cases that were scheduled just not happen. You also have the fact that the number of cases that would have come in over the next few months as a result of screenings that happened in the last couple of months also are going to take a while to come back. So there's going to be a certain level of demand that doesn't come back. So over the long term, you're going to see a decline in the annual revenue that hospitals and health systems get from the fact that even if they could capture as much pent-up demand as possible, some of it's just not going to be there. So when you start looking at some of the variables, it's going to be related to not only how much revenue they can capture in the short term and how much of that pent-up demand they can capture. It's also going to be related to how much cash can they conserve in the short term just to be able to keep the doors open. And we've talked about this before, right? Impacts of economic distress and whether it's true social distancing that's mandated or just fear out of going and receiving healthcare at all, or it's going to impact whether or not patients go out and receive elective care. I'm curious, estimate for me, how long do you think those things are going to be impacting the hospital industry? What's the timeline? I think the timeline could last at least through the rest of 2020. There's going to be a lot of reticence for patients with non-life-threatening conditions to go to the hospital for any reason whatsoever. And that can cause a couple of different problems. One, of course, is simply the lack of procedures that the hospital is engaging in from patients who just don't want to come in for any reason whatsoever. But it also means that the procedures that do happen are likely to be a lot more serious. As patients delay screenings or they delay going to the doctor because they have chest pains or they delay going to the doctor or the emergency room because of a minor fracture that they didn't realize was serious. By the time they do end up having to go to the hospital, those conditions are likely to be far more serious. One of the big concerns from hospital and health system leaders that I talk to is that come this fall, if we see another surge in COVID, we could also be seeing a mini surge in patients that put off care that shouldn't have gotten put off. We'll be right back with more radio advisory after this short break. Remember to subscribe to Radio Advisory on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you subscribe, you will get the latest episodes delivered to you as they become available. And if you like the podcast, leave a rating or review.
We've talked about some of the most direct implications of COVID-19 on hospital finances in the short and the long term. But I'm curious, what are some of the indirect variables that you want to make sure executives are keeping top of mind? Well, the first thing is to keep in mind that payer mix is likely to change. So with unemployment skyrocketing right now, we are likely to see a lot more patients that find themselves on Medicaid and are frankly uninsured or underinsured to a certain extent. So we're going to see a payer mix shift that is likely to further deteriorate hospital finances. At the same time, just being able to capture as many of the volumes that are potentially possible from that pent-up demand is going to be challenging. For one thing, not every hospital and health system is going to be able to open up all the capacity that they want. There's likely to be a gradual increase in the amount of capacity that they are allowed to open up, and even then they might be plagued with a number of different staffing challenges and being able to staff up to a level of capacity that might have been greater than what they had before. You're also going to have a lot more competition. In fact, I think the competition is going to get very ugly, very quickly, because every hospital or health system is going to be competing for the same level of pent-up demand. And then the type of demand that you do see is likely to be different. So I mentioned before that there are going to be some cases that are more severe because of people putting off necessary screenings. But one thing that's not getting a lot of attention right now is that all of the social distancing is likely to weaken people's immune systems to a certain extent as well, which could lead to a rise in other types of infectious diseases that present as admissions to hospitals, contributing to that mini-surge. And remember, a lot of those infectious diseases are medical admissions, which are not the most lucrative for hospitals or health systems. So let me ask you to peer into your crystal ball one more time. If you had to compare margins pre-COVID to those a year from now, or say three or five years from now, what do you think they would look like? Remember that before the pandemic, hospital and health system margins were below 2%, but that wasn't the historical norm. The historical norm was more like 2.5%. For the last few years, hospital and health system margins had been in deterioration, mostly as a result of pricing challenges. Now, that had started to get better just last year as hospitals became much more effective at controlling costs. This pandemic really stops that progress in its tracks. Not only are they having to incur tons of costs to build out temporary capacity, pay nurses and physicians extra as necessary, pay through the nose for PPE in a a number of different cases. You also have the fact that you're just not going to see the revenue that comes in. So I would be surprised if aggregate margins were even positive for 2020. So I have to admit, a lot of this can feel like something that is out of leader's control. What should executives in the health system and hospital industry actually be doing right now to combat some of these challenges? I think there are probably four things. One, secure that short-term cash flow. Do anything and everything you can to draw on your lenders and sources of short-term cash because cash is everything right now. Related to that, cease all non-essential services beyond care delivery. Obviously, make sure that you are doing everything you can for public health, but cease all non-essential services that are more administrative in nature, for example. Third, take advantage of all the stimulus cash that actually comes in the door. So it's taking a while for all of that to get distributed to hospitals and health systems, but when it does, make sure that you have a way of being able to distribute that into sources of cash flow right away. And then last, have a plan to capture volumes as soon as providers are allowed to resume service. This is going to be essential because every hospital is gonna be competing for the same level of pent-up demand, and there will be winners and losers here. 
So Christopher, final question for you. When it comes to the financial impact on hospitals, what advice would you give to executives this week? Do whatever you can to secure the liquidity that's needed to keep the doors open. Right now, we are really in no position to be looking for anything more than short-term cash. So do everything you can to get it. Thanks again, as always, for coming on, Christopher. Thanks for having me. Stay healthy, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode in our financial impact series. Today, I tackled the impact on hospitals. Next up, I'll be doing a deeper dive into the financial impact the pandemic is having on the payer landscape.